0: Bad assignments, they happen. There's not much you can do about them. We all know this is part of the business, part of being a traveler. A bad assignment can happen to about anybody. So what do you do? How do you get through a bad assignment? Today I'm going to invite Melanie Mossberg on board with me. Melanie is a a traveling social worker, lots of experience. She has figured out and wants to talk to us today about navigating a bad assignment. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to get through that bad assignment because It's going to happen, whether it's happened to you already. If you have traveled for any length of time, know it's coming if it hasn't already. So today, we're going to be navigating a bad assignment on Travel Evolved. Welcome to Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Navigating a bad assignment, <laughs> you know, like I said in the intro here, there's nothing you can do about it. You're going to run into an assignment that is going to be tough. Whether it's the hospital's been run poorly, the the you know the people that are there, your staff, you could be bullied. It could just be a mess for a variety variety of reasons. Sorry, but it's going to happen to you, and I think. To not talk about the fact, and that's what a lot of companies like to do. Oh, we're just, everything's wonderful and peachy keen. You know what? Everything in our industry is not always wonderful and peachy keen. You guys are paid, hopefully, a whole bunch of money to do this risky lifestyle and take all these risks because every once in a while you're going to run into an assignment that is a bad one. And I hope that obviously as time goes by and you go through your learning curve of being a traveler, that that happens less and less. So today, Melanie Mossberg is going to join me. Melanie is a traveling social worker. She's done 10 assignments. She's been traveling about three and a half years. A good friend of mine, and she really wanted to talk about how to navigate a bad assignment. So as we were talking about this you know, up until today, I said, you know, what do you, how do you want to go through this? And she had talked to me about, again, Melanie's another one of these travelers that has been asked to extend repeatedly. She did admit she's been kind of lucky. She's only had a couple of tough ones, but she knows what it's like to walk in and have the place be a mess, not even be prepared for her to be there sometimes. She's relied upon her recruiter and her company oftentimes, but she's also had to kind of self-talk herself as to, you know, how it is that she's going to be able to kind of get through this assignment. So um, I've got Melanie on standby, so I want to bring her up, and we're going to talk. Sorry, I put my headphones on here. We're going to talk to Melanie today, and I'm going to let her kind of take the conversation over because we're going to discuss navigating a bad assignment. So let me switch over, jump on to this. Let me pull her up. Give me one second. Sorry, it's always so awkward because I've got to, Increase that mic, you can't hear me, hang tight, and yeah, let me get Melanie up here. There she is. Hey, Melanie, how are you?
1: Hi, good, how good are to you? See,
0: good to see you. good to see you. Having a decent day? I always have to start off the question that way. Are you having a good day today?
1: It's a little rainy here where I am, but my work day was pretty good.
0: Now you are just finishing up your 10th assignment, or about to, I should say, right? Pretty soon, a couple weeks? I
1: am yeah good for,
0: you. good for you well ironically that's a great topic because we're going to be talking as we just said about navigating a bad assignment so um I, again you've been doing this thing for a while this this travel gig this uh this crazy game that we all play and you've gotten to be you know pretty experienced at it now so again you i always say our my guests are the ones that kind of create the topic line and, and you and i contacted each other a while back we've known each other for a little while and, and you said i really want to help some you know your listeners and people that are watching and listening to us really kind of navigate a bad assignment. So again, you you created the topic and I, I, I love this topic I think it's a good one. It's one that I, again, like many topics when I have guests on, I can't talk intelligently about it. I've certainly been around long enough to be able to give my input and try to help. But you know, at the end of the day, we're kind of helpless to, to almost be a, a listener, whether you're a CEO or a recruiter. So let's just jump in and, and I guess let's let's talk about, I think first and foremost, A bad assignment can happen to anybody right it's not it's not something that you you plan on it just happens is that I mean that's just the way it goes right yeah
1: absolutely that's fair to say
0: so you do the best you can obviously you're you're looking at maybe pay rate maybe you're looking at location a combination or whatever reason attracted you to that particular facility or assignment and you get there and oh no I've got whatever the things we're going to talk about, different variables, different things that can go wrong. But I guess the first thing is that I just want to, as everybody knows, and again, maybe I'm talking more to new travelers, this stuff happens to everybody, whether you're a veteran traveler like yourself or a a newbie. It just, it's going to. If you're traveling any length of time, you're going to run into an assignment that, I'll use the fingers in the other quotes, is bad for whatever reason. I mean, it just happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the... Biggest thing to think about when you're walking into assignment, seasoned or green, uh, expect the unexpected. So, you know, even just, and I think I'll start kind of with the interview process. I think for most of us that are interviewing, you're just excited for the opportunity. You kind of hear some of the things you want to hear. But oftentimes when they say, do you have any questions, we kind of freeze and we don't ask the right questions. And I think sometimes that can make or break an assignment because it can kind of help you visualize what you're walking into. Um, I think typically we're, we're walking into chaos. People are, you know, uh, hospitals are short-staffed. Um, you might be covering a medical leave. You might have no management whatsoever in place. There's lots of different variables. But I think starting off asking some of the questions of, you know, the size of the department or what the layout of the department is, Something as simple as will you have a desk, <laughs> or will you have a phone, or you know, just some some things that might seem um, common sense, and you're going to assume you have these things. Don't again, don't make that assumption because chances are, it'll be farther from what you think it will be. Um, right, right. So and
0: that that's got to be tough because again, for for those seasoned veteran people, you guys probably have learned. Some of the questions that are important to you and you're right it could be anything from something very specific to that unit, it could be patient uh, acuity or even like age for you know different patients that see different kinds of things. It could also be something just in regard to the hospital itself or even the community in which the hospital is in right so it doesn't necessarily have to be I guess where I'm going with this is that you never know what's going to be a problem in assignment so you're trying to cover as many different aspects of what potentially could be important to you that you really aren't thinking about in the interview.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. And a lot of times, too, you're you're told one thing and you show up day one and things look and feel very different. Um, you know, going in open minded, of course, as a as a traveler, that is most important. Um, being open minded, being flexible. You might have signed up for something and it's going to be totally different. And it's important to try to have a, your own meeting with yourself to say, hey, can I really do this? Is it worth hanging in? Even from first... I'm a first impression kind of person. Mm -hmm. So typically from an interview, I get excited if uh, the hiring manager just sounds enthusiastic, sounds um, responsive, um, very team-oriented. That kind of is my rah-rah moment. Okay, I think I want to come here. But then when you show up and it's different, you kind of feel let down from the get-go. How do you...
0: how did, is there any advice you have to, I mean, again, this is the common thing. And you, you said it a couple minutes ago, you expecting one thing and you get there and something is totally different. Any, I mean, I, I know I'm putting a spot here, but any suggestions as to how you can try to figure out if you're, if you're being interviewed, I guess, honestly or ethically and what you are going to walk into is potentially what you're hearing. Is there any kind of tips you might have that kind of like, Ooh, that doesn't sound right or. Uh, is there any way to, to, to guess, to kind of learn that learning curve and be a little more aware whether before you accept the assignment that this might not be the right assignment for me?
1: I think it's tricky. It's certainly tricky. Uh, a couple yeah. of different things I could certainly say from experience and some things I've learned now moving forward. You're working with a recruiter. Well, the recruiter works with the client manager. The client manager works with the hospital. It's almost like the telephone game. The hospital tells the client manager one thing, client manager tells your recruiter another. Your recruiter tells you something that's completely different. So it's okay when you're interviewing for a position to say to your recruiter, can I talk to the client manager? They might know a lot more than your recruiter does. For whatever reason, that information didn't get down the pike and there's questions there, you know, even something as simple as a hospital size or what demographic, what floor are they looking to to fill or so many little intricate details that in the grand scheme of things are really important for a traveler, especially to know ahead of time because we're often, you know, it's very hurry up and wait. You get an offer almost simultaneously on the phone or right after you hang up from your interview, you on board and you're there in a week or two. And so sometimes it's kind of, oh, wait, I forgot to ask that question. And it's okay to go back and tell your recruiter, hey, I've got a couple more questions. I need to make sure this is a good fit before I say yes and accept the offer.
0: I like that. A couple of things you said here I wanted to ask you about. First and foremost, you made a really excellent point, and I don't think I've ever covered that. And that is that you're right. There is somebody at that agency potentially that has a potentially more experience working with that facility or that vendor that may have years and years of a history, has, has sent maybe dozens of travelers to that facility and obviously different walks of life and different different specialties. But you might be dealing with a recruiter that's either brand new or maybe only has sent a handful of people. So I love that suggestion because it really is, there's, there's some things that that account manager or a client manager, depending on what the agency calls it, that may have more experience, whether it's things you're going to need for onboarding that we can be prepared for, or just an overall history of what their experience at level has been, maybe in your department or your unit, maybe not, but it's, it's another avenue to, to explore. I really think that's an excellent suggestion that I don't know if a lot of travelers are comfortable, but I, I would recommend, and I'm sure you would too, to ask your recruiter, let me just spend five minutes talking to your account manager, I just have some questions about the facility or, or maybe the unit, see if they have any answers.
1: Yeah. I mean, you are your best advocate. Your recruiter can tell you all day long they're there for you, but unless you speak up and advocate for yourself, you're never going to know. And you know, every question a good question. Um, and don't, this is your time to shine good, you know, to, to put the light on yourself to sell yourself for the position, but it is okay to turn down a position. Um, and I've done that quite a few times because I just didn't get the right feel. Um, right. who's to say it wouldn't have been a great position you just don't know until you get you get your foot in the door and and see what it's all about
0: yeah it's, it's really so, that's, that's an excellent point because it, you're like you're saying is that I think a lot of travelers maybe it's the location maybe it's the payer, who knows what but you are sometimes really excited you want that job and we've already we've talked in different things that I've done before about there is a level of competition so if you're getting the interview you know you've already beat out A whole stack of people, and you know that this manager may be interviewing one, two, maybe three or four people, but you want that job. So you touched on some earlier, and you said it's okay to go back and ask your agency potentially some more questions. And I think that's a really good point to bring up is that be careful being so, you know, anxious and almost overly excited. It's like buying a new car. Sometimes the passion of where you're going or the money you're going to make or the anticipation outweighs that little voice inside your head, which we all know you should listen to in this industry more than any other industry I've ever been involved in. To say maybe I need to find out some more questions, and and you also said I think a really important thing It's okay to turn down an assignment. That's that's a I think some of the best advice. If there's something that you're hearing, even if it's a little thing, that little thing could turn into uh, I knew it, and you're telling yourself I told you so. I knew I should have done that for 13 weeks potentially.
1: Right. Well, and, and that's just it. I mean, you know, moving into a contract. So say you accept the offer, everything sounded great, and you show up. On day one, you, you know there is no perfect onboarding experience. Um, one hospital, I showed up. I was sent to HR, which was off their regular campus. I did two hours of online paperwork that could have been done online without physically being there. And right. then I had nowhere to go. Um, The hospital didn't know where I was, and they weren't expecting me. My recruiter had no idea, so they had to go back to the account manager, and I sat in a parking lot for over an hour just waiting to figure out what's my next step. Wow. So for my quote-unquote nightmare assignment or bad assignment, um, that was day one. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. You mentioned onboarding, and you're right. and again, I've been doing this as, as I've documented so many times here. I think I say it every episode. I'm a dinosaur in the industry for now, coming up 21 years. I have watched the onboarding slash credentialing process, whether it be what you're working with with your agency to getting all your certifications, maybe your, you know, your medical immunizations, all the things they want. I have watched that list grow from literally, I'm, I'm going to go back to a long time ago again here, five six documents to the list is unbelievable I'll never forget a couple years ago I went into credential the credentialing department and I, I was blown away because I hadn't paid a lot of attention I saw the list for a particular vendor and I'm like you've got to be kidding me and then there's of course the the onboarding that you get or the orientation you're getting at the facility what you're talking about any thoughts on I guess is is that ever the amount of work that has to be done up front is that ever kind of a precursor to what the assignments going to be like or is it totally you know not it non-related relatable so to speak
1: and and i think that goes back to expect the unexpected i've had assignments have me do modules for a whole day before i even arrived and then i've arrived and they said oh well we carved out four hours for you to do those thank you but now we don't know what to do with you um you, you don't know what you don't know and these are questions going back filtering through that system I can only imagine from an agency standpoint the credentialing side of things because you know the client the hospital says they want you know a b c d then they come back and say but wait we need more or wait that's not the right immunization or whatever the case may be so it is a huge stressful and emotional roller coaster of the onboarding experience And no matter how much you think, okay, I'm good walking in day one, there's always going to be something. So having the patience and understanding to know that in the back of your head, I mean, there's no perfect assignment. Um, And sometimes assignments are what you make it in the bad situation is what we're talking about today. Um, You just kind of got to roll with it. Uh, And keeping those communication lines open, um, you know, we all have learned what teach back is. So whether you're talking to your recruiter, your hospital, your, you know, whoever, um, hey, I need this, 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 and okay, now you repeat it back. So you make sure, okay, I heard you just say, I need this immunization, I need this piece of paper signed here, I need this scan back, no, I need this faxed, I have to go here for this test, just making sure everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And we're in this industry; we're all detail-oriented multitaskers, so it should be an easy process. Unfortunately, it never is.
0: No, it really isn't. And you're right. I mean, obviously, the side that travelers don't see, and, and is there is typically about as much credentialing and onboarding that happens on the back end, whether it be background checks, all the different you know OIG, SAM searches, you name it. All that has to be done on the, on the agent side that the traveler oftentimes doesn't even see. So it is a long list, and. You have to be very detail oriented. I am not, would never be a good credentialer because I am a, I, I go in and drop bombs and leave, walk out of the room because that's just my personality. Get this done, let's go, here we go. If I had to sit there and do it, I, I would fail. And everyone knows that. That works with me. So you're right. Credentialing has been one of those things that it's, it is, there's always surprises. I mean, it's almost to the point now where I rarely will have a smooth credential. There's always a last minute bump in the road. I had one this last week where, you know, there was a, A, I guess it was called a self-prescribed medication, I guess, questionnaire about what what Traveler was taking medicine-wise. She had done a physical, the whole thing, and then had to go back, and we had this piece of paper, jumped through hoops, was trying to get out of the town to go start her assignment, which was four states away. Turns out she went through all that. They like, oh, we didn't need that. Someone else said we didn't need it. So it was bad communication. We were jumping through hoops to get things done for her and then you know it almost cost her uh, an entire week delay which you know is is frustrating because it's hard and that communication piece is really important so i guess like you're saying with credentialing it's becoming more and more a process and i guess to what i always talk about is i hope that the lifestyle the compensation the 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 carefree um, the, the rewards of being a traveler outweigh that tough credentialing and all those fun surprises that you oftentimes get most of
1: the
0: time it. we would hope so right most so of talk, the time, yeah. talk about when you get there and you, you mentioned orientation and training is i've always said that that's almost kind of like your first taste you've done all this interviewing you have done the onboarding you get there you're dealing with hr and all of a sudden here and i'm going to go to either the unit for some for some travelers as a social worker you're going to be going and, and here's where i'm going to be working here's people i gonna be working with that's oftentimes your first taste of what the assignment flavor and the atmosphere really is like isn't it
1: yeah. I've been, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've had, I have 10 assignments under my belt. I've had three weeks of training in assignments. I've had five minutes of training in assignments. Right. Uh, it, again, you don't know what you're going to get till you walk in the door. Uh, always, always recommend anyone have a notebook with you, It'll write everything down from the bathroom door code to uh, where the copy machine is to, you know, Wherever something may be or something you need for uh, security, passwords, programs, etc. So I, t- I want to talk specifically about an assignment, uh, the kind of, you know, the one we all struggle yeah, with. And there's going to be one it. in our career. There's going right. to be one. They can't all be perfect, but we try for sure. So on day one, show up after the, now the, the HR little story that I just told. Show up on day one, I was with one other traveler. Um, We had not met before, so I didn't know them, but there are four managers in the department and they meet us in the lobby and hand us off to preceptors, and I might have met them, all four of them, for 30 seconds. Wow. In the next 13 weeks, never spoke to them, never saw them again. Hmm. Now, we're on conference calls with multiple departments and people and emails, but never saw him again and that's the first time that's ever happened to me so i'm used to especially as a traveler you're coming in with experience to be able to share and help um, nurture environments especially when they're challenging environments to say hey here's some tips and tricks i could bring you from other hospitals from other processes and procedures so i was really excited because this is a very big hospital lots of employees, lots of turnover, which is why we we were there. Travelers were there. But I was so excited for opportunities. So first impression, I was like, okay, Um, great to meet you. (laughs) hope to see you again soon. And then, you know, you start on day one. I'd say probably 99% of us don't have computer access day one, even though a hospital slash agency hired you three, four, five weeks ago. You don't have computer access. So why it's really you, hard. Why, 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 I mean, why? you know.
0: That would be planning ahead and that sort of thing, but okay.
1: <laughs> it would. That's why they need us in those roles, to help them through that process. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I start to onboard um, with uh, a teammate that had been there about a few years. Um, and she just, I mean, fortunately, as a seasoned traveler, you're typically, you're just hitting the ground running. But you can't hit the ground running without computer access. So yep. after the first day, we kind of—I was trying to be patient and emailed the managers, who emailed someone else. That person was out, so I hit day two. I hit day three. I hit day four. Now I'm thinking I can't function. I can't do my job without computer access. Right. So for all the hospitals, I'm sure we've all dealt with—you uh, know—sending in a trouble ticket and you get a ticket number, then you have to call IT. That in itself is a process. So it took me six days and four and a half hours on the phone with IT, me advocating for myself just so I can work.
0: Wow, that's a lot of money Great sitting person. there on that desk, you know, twiddling your thumbs, playing on, you know, solitaire on your phone or whatever. <laughs> wow. I mean,
1: it, it was very discouraging, yeah. especially being my first uh, impression. Of the organization,
0: yeah. and you were really excited about the opportunity, so you were looking forward to it. And then they kind of fell flat and gave you a, a pretty bad taste in your mouth to start off with. All right, so how did it, how did it go? Let's continue the, the yeah, story. Yeah so,
1: so we'll continue. Of course, I am you know uh, messaging my recruiter. You know, I'm in a bad situation. What do I do? And I have learned in previous assignments that sometimes talking to your manager is not useful talking to your recruiter who talks to the client manager who talks to your manager is. Hmm. So sometimes that's, I think uh, a very important takeaway is always make sure you're communicating with your recruiter because you don't ever want them to come back and say, well, why didn't you reach out if you had no computer access? Sometimes you don't think about that. You just think, Oh, let me go to the supervisor. I'm, I'm working for in this particular hospital. Right. Sorry. We get me access. I was hired on as a floater, but I wasn't really told how, what that would look like. I've not been in a hospital system that floats on a daily basis. Typically you're at one particular floor for a couple of days or a week or, you know, when people are off. Well, because they were so shorthanded and all of their employees rotated weekends, there were four to six people out a day. So I never knew every day where I was going to go until I got to work. Hmm. I had no desk. I had no home. So I had my great 31 bag that had all my office supplies and my, you know, my lunch and carried that with me everywhere I went. So I had to find a computer just to sign in. Other travelers were signing in on their phone. I said, no, 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 I'm not. I'm personally, I'm not going to use my personal cell phone to log in to see their schedule. Because they they can't communicate with us, we just have to figure it out as we go. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I'd come in and the schedule wasn't ready, or I was sent to a floor, started my assignment, and two hours later was moved to another floor.
0: How are you feeling there, at this point in this assignment? I mean, again, you've had a really rough start. You were super excited about this facility. You had great, you know, uh, I guess you were this was something you really wanted to do and you were really looking forward to it and again we've already said they've kind of disappointed you at this stage in the assignment are you already kind of going oh my gosh I just gotta get through the next you know 12 weeks 11 weeks where where's your head at this point when when we're with this place
1: absolutely I knew at this point it was my mantra is this is only temporary because when you're in a bad assignment you need to say that to yourself every single day that no matter how tough it is, how, no matter how rough it is, how poorly you are treated, you just got to get through it, and it's only temporary.
0: It's just an assignment, so right? It's just it it's, is. It it's is, and, an it's, and it has a finite end.
1: And don't let that define you. So I, I am a firm believer. Don't let them see you sweat. So if they see you feeling defeated, um, that's you're going to bring yourself down, and that's hard not to do. So you do your best to make friends along the way, and so I was very, very fortunate. Out of goodness, probably close to a hundred people, I made two friends, and they were my cheerleaders. So no matter wow. how bad things were, you know, they would just check on me to say, "Hey, I hope you found the office to, there that you're going to today," or you know, just the simplest things. But right. during this assignment, and it's so funny, Mark, because you just touched on the bully word, uh, in a recent podcast. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was bullied. I had, yeah. um, a lot of the offices are locked. You know, the people that occupy them full-time have keys, but usually they open right. them in the morning and lock them at night. I had been locked out of offices and employees like case management offices that they refused refuse to keep them open. Even though we're rounding on the floor, all my personal things, all my office things were in the office. I showed up to a floor I was assigned to, and uh, the teammate there looked at me and said, Who are you? Why are you here? We don't need you. Go away. Almost <laughs> verbatim. And so I said, Well, I'm here to help because that's, that's what we're there to do. We're there to fill the gaps where, and the needs that they have per their management. I mean, clearly, they were not there just to, to be extra, so to speak. Um, but in this case, it actually was. They This particular floor doesn't ever have a social worker. And I was a gift to them. And they didn't want it. And made they, that didn't very to, clear they didn't know to how to take advantage of that gift. Not only not take advantage of it, but, you know, as a traveler, it's really hard. At times, you're treated very poorly. Um, a lot of teammates are intimidated. You know, who are you and why are you here? And we can do things on our own. But for those that open their arms and say, hey, thank you so much for your help today. I'm glad you're here. That goes a long way. But right. the negativity and the abuse takes its toll on you.
0: So and, I guess in, it's in hard. Getting through Sometimes those you signs. just give in. And... Go ahead. <laughs> we can yeah, have a little I, delay, I mean, but that's
1: okay. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's hard not to let it bring you down. I I won't lie. I went home crying many times, calling my recruiter saying, I I don't think this is worth it. Um, I don't want to tarnish the agency's name. I don't want to tarnish my name, but I don't know that I can do this. And so out of a five day week, most weeks I had three out of five bad days, sometimes four, sometimes five. Mm But I always felt like at least if I could have one good day and I could make it through and I could work with a good team. Because, mind you, there are about 30 different floors in the hospital. I worked on 28 of the 30 during my 13 weeks. Wow. So I met just about everybody. And there were some really great teammates that were team players, great communicators, open arms, and others that if I saw that I had to go to that floor that day, it, I knew it was going to be a hard day.
0: So for you, a lot of this—we're talking about this, this bullying, the the intimidation, the you know this sort of mental. You know, we were talking about kind of more, you know, just how you can't do your job earlier. But this really kind of brings into, you know, some of the toughest part about getting through a tough assignment is it's when the people are hard, and you and you you're back at your either Airbnb or wherever you're staying, and you're sitting there trying to pump yourself up to say tomorrow's a new day, I can get through this, and it's—I mean, I can't even compare it to. Too much, because I've never been in a situation, I think, in my life where I, I had to go. I guess that's true. We all have. But for you, it's a lot of self-speak, a lot of um, you know motivation for yourself to say, I'm not going to let this beat me. I'm going to finish this assignment. Because for you, it probably meant that, hey, I want to, you, you said, I want to represent their agency great, which is huge, and I think very appreciative from all of us on this side of the desk. I'm sure there was a limit to what you would go to, but it sounds to me like you were doing a lot of motivating to yourself, saying just one, that's one more day down. Right. And I've only got a few more left to go.
1: Yeah. Again, that (laughs) self-talk, that's huge because you could, you know, starting the day and dreading going to work. um, I have a little plaque that I carry with me that typically if I have an actual desk that I'm permanently at (laughs) or semi permanently at. And it just says, remember your purpose. And so I in the greater scheme of things, I'm not there for the people. I'm not there for the employees. I'm there for the patients I'm there for the families And remembering my purpose of why I'm there and that I know I go above and beyond. I do a great job and, you know, I always say I have that wow factor that I'm here to help you and you can get your head above water because I'm there to help you. And you realize, oh, okay, now I get it. I'm not intimidated by a traveler. But that's hard. It's, you know, trust and respect are certainly earned. And I work really hard at that no matter where I am and no matter who I'm with in, in an assignment.
0: That's good. But I think- you may, Let's say you you mentioned something earlier and I, wanted, I want to circle back around. I, I have been known to be a recruiter basher, so to speak. I mean, I I am. there are times when I have said, it, well, I mean, I, let me qualify that. I think there are some really terrible recruiters that I think are worthless in our industry. I also will say, and I'll say it here on this podcast and this YouTube channel that, there are some really awesome recruiters that can, in fact, get you through this. And you said something the there just a minute ago, and I really want to bring it back to that for a second. You talked about communicating with your recruiter. You talked about making sure that they're in the loop because you said sometimes a recruiter can be more beneficial. And I'm sure the same thing applies to when you're having a bad day. I've made no qualms about the fact that I think it's kind of weird that while the recruiter wants you to, to help you, you also know that they are somehow compensated for your hours that you're working there. So there's a little bit of Financial motivation on the recruiter's end. And and that'll be the last thing I'm going to really say that's kind of negative about it. Because you have kind of said, and I want to make sure that our viewers hear this, that there are times when the recruiter can really be an amazing, I guess, focal point and mainstay to keep you in that game. And you found, you said just a few minutes ago, that talking to your recruiter when you have a good one can really be a difference maker when you are having a tough day and feel like you're alone on an island out there.
1: Absolutely. And in this case, I feel like I was fully supported by my recruiter. The recruiter gave me an out three times in about two and a half weeks and said, you can get out of this. We will, you know, release your contract. Don't feel like you are stuck. And so, of course, I kept saying, no, I'm going to be my own cheerleader and I'm going to get through this. And, you know, it, it was hard. It was gut wrenching. But I learned, you know, through any bad experience, personal or professional, I want to learn something from it. Um, Having a learning experience and the what not to do or the what to do in the future. As I've become a seasoned traveler, I've learned a lot from that. And so, you know, looking back, as frustrated as I was, I tried to turn as much negative into the positive to say, it was a great learning experience. And I persevered. I made it through. Um, but it's okay to... I'm trying to think of the right what to say. It, it's, I guess it's okay to feel defeated but not let it define you, if that makes sense. Uh,
0: it does. Absolutely, it does. Have you ever had, and maybe you've been lucky, have you ever had the opposite experience? Have you ever, you know, it sounds like, first of all, it sounds like, you had a great recruiter and a company that supported you because a recruiter wouldn't have said walk off, which I love that because I've got to tell you, I haven't heard that a lot from a lot of my friends and people I talk to. It's it's the opposite. No matter how bad it is, you're staying there and you're going to get this job done. So I, whatever company it was, and I'm not going to give them a plug, as we always talk about, but I love the fact that there are people out there that are saying, you know what, you're more important than this money, this job. We're going to get you out of there, and I think that's huge. Have you ever had the opposite, though, where a recruiter is kind of and maybe you've been lucky, but it almost kind of bullied you in themselves and saying, no, you got to put it up and stay there because uh, for whatever reason, but you and I both know it's because we need to drive that revenue.
1: My very first assignment, uh, uh. brand new to, to this world of travel, gave up my home, had uh. nothing to go back to, and I didn't know what a bad recruiter was, but that recruiter was by far the worst. And uh, you don't know what you don't know. So looking back, I'm like, gosh, there was a lot that recruiter was supposed to do for me and they didn't and how much they let me down and really put me in a bad situation. Um, hmm. So uh, out of 10 assignments, I've had two not great assignments and, and the rest have been fantastic. And That's so good. I'm very grateful for that. But yes, yeah, so there's a the good recruiters and there's the not so good recruiters.
0: Well, and then obviously has a big, a big bearing on it when you have something where you want to. So, like you said, when when you've had a bad one, you run into trouble, right? So, let's say you you, 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 you have an issue. What's what's your recommendation? What's the, how do you how do you how do, let's you can come up with a scenario you want to, but you run into trouble, and this is what you're going to recommend to our listeners and our viewers as to the first thing you should do and how to walk through a problem, whatever that problem may be.
1: Um, I, I, you know, first and foremost, remember it is only temporary and that's hard to hear every single day, but really and truly 13 weeks is a blink of an eye. And if you've been traveling for a while, you know that I cannot believe I've been doing this for three years, 10 assignments, eager to go to my next one. Um, because I eat it up. I, I do love it. And you have to remember your purpose. Remember why you're there, whether it's for the money, for the travel, for the job, for your family, whatever it may be. There's a reason why you're doing this and I promise you it's not just for fun. <laughs> you know, pers- <laughs> persevering through it, um, building your, your, your people around you, I think is really important in the industry. Uh, just about every assignment I've been to, except I think for one, cause I was the only traveler I've made traveler friends along the way. And that's so important because they understand what you live and breathe on a daily basis and having them to vent to to turn to for advice hey i'm going through this what do you recommend sometimes it's happening to them too and you don't even know it i've been on assignments where there were a half a dozen other travelers with the same company that i hadn't even met never even talked to so trying to seek out those people because that's your tribe and those are your people. Even in the beginning of an assignment, I helped kind of coordinate a social with one of the assignments. There were six of us. And I said, even though we don't see each other on a daily basis, nor know each other, it's important to know we're there for each other. And so that's, you, that's huge.
0: Yeah, you just said that. Because I was actually going to ask you, is is have you found any – I read a lot on especially social media. That seems to be, like I said, a, a couple of episodes ago. It's like where we all get our news nowadays, it feels like. Have you found that to be helpful? Is there support out there, whether it be on a social media or a support group for other travelers? Where where have you found the best? I, I mean, I, we can talk about advice as well, but really that, that support that you're looking for, is that available out there for anybody?
1: I, I think it is. I mean, there are so many Facebook groups. And as you mentioned, Mark, on, on other um, episodes, I mean, social media is... Kind of your go-to especially for travelers because that's at our fingertips it's on our phone whether we're on a break or you know driving whatever the case may be it's it's easy access i think asking questions or searching questions in some of these groups and forums is really important but just be careful putting your information out there because it's public So, you know, it's really important to protect yourself and your reputation and and be mindful of who you're having a conversation with. You don't want to be in the wrong company, say the wrong thing because it certainly could backfire. Um, So, you know, learning to navigate the system um, and the Facebook groups. I I always suggest to people, there's a couple Facebook groups that I'm in that have 10,000 people. And oftentimes you hear the same question over and over. And I always say, hey, hit a search first or find someone that might have responded and message them privately and ask them a question. Because I know for me, I will share anything anyone wants to know. Um, We were all new at one point um, or were seasoned and something that we had never had happen to us, such as a bad assignment and how to navigate it. What do you do?
0: Right. Yeah, it's it, no. Uh, clearly, it's it's. I, I think you're right. I think social media is one of those things that has a great avenue. I've seen, and I'll say it again here, just to remind our listeners that you got to be really careful. You don't want to mention names, because you don't want to say. I mean, I had I've had people talk about this manager, and first and last name is such a you know what that I can't believe, and you know <laughs> then they're shocked when they get terminated, and they also have been. You know the agency can't work with them anymore on any assignment. The whole system, the whole vendor, they're they're out, and they've just maybe taken you know 10, 15 percent of every assignment in the country, and eliminated that from their potential possibilities. So always keep that big, that big, I guess, picture in mind that this may not be a great facility. This particular person or this group of people may be being tough on you, or maybe this place is a mess, but a sister facility or another hospital in that system or another facility that my favorite you know agency has may not be. So it's hard. So I guess you know getting through, which is what the the, our whole subject today, getting through that day-to-day, you know, issue of that contract. Like I said earlier, when we first started this episode out, everyone's going to make a mistake. It's not first of all for all the travelers listening, it's not your fault. We all make mistakes. You guys are really behind the curtain when it comes to truly knowing what you're walking into as we've well said here so it's going to happen i think the more you travel the more it's going to happen i think different time frames like the ones we just kind of went through the last year year and a half have really kind of showed its ugly head in some places some greater facilities maybe have not been so great you know during some tougher times but again besides the self-talk and and looking out any other thoughts about you know just keeping that end game that finishing that contract in mind to help our listeners get through and navigate that bad assignment.
1: Self-care, I can't stress that enough. You know, we take care of patients and staff all day, every day, but what do we do for ourselves? And I can say during this assignment, you know, every assignment I go in and say, oh, I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna do that. And then I come home and I'm literally a zombie. And I'll sit on the couch and watch TV for five hours and go to bed and start all over the next day. So right. try not to succumb of just the "Oh my God, this was horrible and just let it sit with you. Go home, take a walk, um, you know listen to a podcast, <laughs> you know, travel evolve. Only it's a, a great, couple great, like you know,
0: one, I know that's really great.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's informative, you'll love it. Um,
0: <laughs> Thanks for the plug.
1: Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, finding, you know, if you have a hobby in a city, there's plenty of social groups. There's so many different ways to occupy your time. And I will say my home hospital where I was for six and a half years, I brought my patients and my staff and my hospital home with me. I don't do that very often in the travel world. And that's one huge benefit is, you know, tomorrow's a new day, but tonight I'm going to see a concert. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm going to go explore a food truck, whatever it is that you can do for yourself. Um, I know during the pandemic for me, I hosted zooms with friends. I played games online with friends and having that to look forward to can totally change your disposition for the day. If you go into work and say, I got eight hours of whatever I'm going to get, but when I get home, I'm going to do this. That's huge. It, I mean, it, it, I hate to say it's mind tricks with yourself, but it kind of sort of is. Is Whatever you can do to to keep a smile on your face, smile in your voice when you're talking to people at work, that's how you, you make it through the day. And that's how right. you survive and, and how you continue to shine.
0: You're right. And it's, it's. Uh, you know, like we've always said, I, I've oftentimes tried to remind travelers, because again, I'm not a traveler, that if you look at this from... A, an aspect that you have an advantage like you just said you used to bring your work home with you every day because that's what all of us tend to do I do it I, I trust me I come home and I tell my wife and just start dumping on her if it's a bad day or I'm excited and want to talk about work if it's a good day and she's like I don't want to talk about your job anymore but as a traveler if you really mentally kind of frame it that it, this is a, a contract assignment and while you can think about your patients or the people that you want to, you know, maybe work on or research or think about what you have to deal with the next day to help them, the politics, the bureaucracy, the, the problems in assignment, that stuff you really can let go because you got to, like you're saying, you, it, you're having an advantage that you know it's only temporary, which is, I think, something that a lot of travelers oftentimes forget. And that's what we're here to remind them that, that this is, you know. You're gonna have the assignment, you just gotta navigate through and get through that thing so that you can be come on the other end of it with another assignment on your resume. Maybe it's a great location that you may not have a great experience, but the facility was great, but you've now got another, you know, a feather in your cap, another notch in your lipstick case as another assignment I've done, which makes you more marketable <laughs> for the next go-around, right? And that's again, whether it's a mind trick or not, there are a lot of reasons that you would like to navigate and get through an assignment. I love that your company offered you an out. If things got really bad I, I think that's that's not as common as I'd like to see hopefully that changes as time goes by but you can get through it and when you do get through it you come out and you're like okay lesson learned I learned a lot right oftentimes you I, learn more I, I, about from bad stuff than you do about good stuff
1: and, and at the end of the day you have to give yourself a pat on the back because I never I really thought that assignment would break me And coming out of it, I was like, I can't, you know, it's just like running a marathon. You can't believe you did it, but God, you're proud of yourself after you do. And, um, you know, looking, I'll always look back at the assignment and ironically smile, although cringe, but smile because at the end of the day, I survived. And if if I can get through a contract like that, I feel like in the future, no matter what I face, I can uh, hit it head on. But I also know more questions to ask during that interview process or even the onboarding process to try to set yourself up for success. And that's all we want. We want to go into an assignment, be as helpful as we can, and be successful. And stay happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, so like you said, you just touched on it. And I'll just reiterate what you just said and just say it again, is that sometimes a tough assignment actually makes you stronger. It actually allows you some great, hard-learned knowledge, and I've said that a lot, that... Some of the toughest things life throws at you can end up being the greatest gift if you just take the time to appreciate it. And that's one of my big things is that when life is really hard, you got to be thankful. And it's the hardest time in the world to be thankful because you're so angry about what you're dealing with, whether it's a tough coworker or a tough assignment. But the fact is, it's a gift. It's a gift that you are being given as a lesson learned that you're going to take from now on, as long as you learn the lesson, right? And you can kind of move forward, whether it's how to interview or just the fact that you I did it. And I love that, that attitude that... If you bail and and let let the assignment get the best of you, you may not have taken anything away except for that you can learn how to quit and and walk away. Whereas if you right. finish, you just you just you just rose a couple of notches in your own head and probably on paper as well, which I think is awesome.
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, really good. Well, I think this was helpful today. I think it's an important one. I I, I love this topic. You've been great. I uh, you know again you're a you're a seasoned traveler. You've learned. Some things that I think a lot of folks are, and you do, as I said you know, before, before we came on, is that you've you've been extended multiple times, so you've uh, you've had some rough 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 go arounds and and I and I love the fact that you know twenty percent it sounds like of, of your assignments were tough, eighty percent were great, so it tells me you're picking some good ones, and again there's some luck involved, but at the end of the day you navigated through a bad assignment or two and a bad company or recruiter or two. <laughs> And you you've kind of starting to figure out what really clicks, and, and I think that's super helpful. So, as always, I appreciate it today. Good to talk to you again.
1: Thanks and, so much, um, Mark.
0: We'll be in touch. You bet. I'll talk to you here soon. Thanks again, Melanie. I really appreciate Thanks. it Thanks. All right. Talk to you in a bit. Awesome. Oop. Awesome. There we go. I'm just getting, I'm figuring out how to go between this and that now. So anyway, that was, I think that was a great, uh, great interview. Um, Melanie did awesome. It's, she's right. In so many accounts, there's just a lot there. As I mentioned before, we we brought her on board. I mean, if this stuff is going to happen to you. And I think for us to kind of put our heads in our sand and say, oh, every assignment's going to be perfect, is crazy. Expect the unexpected. You heard what she said repeatedly. And I can't stress that enough. And I think it's, you know, coming from a, a veteran traveler like Melanie, you gotta expect that. You gotta know that sometimes things aren't gonna be perfect. I think every assignment has avenues and areas in which things are gonna go wrong. So she said a lot, and again, I'm gonna give kudos to her company. She she reached out to a recruiter, a recruiter handled some things for her and really was a good shoulder to cry on, someone to get through the day. But to me, it sounded like Melanie was, you know, a lot of her own advocate, understanding the importance of finishing an assignment. And again, I know that sounds like I'm a CEO trying to tell travelers to finish their assignment. I'm not. I'm not at all. I will tell you there are bad facilities and bad managers and bad units that you need to run away from and any company that wouldn't support you on that, you shouldn't have represent you as your travel agency. There's too many choices out there, like I said repeatedly. But when you find a good company like what Melanie had found that did say and gave her multiple times to get out of that, I think that's huge. And that speaks volumes about, again, I've always said, there are some good companies in our industry. So, don't be too discouraged if you're if you're with one that you felt like like she said that was trying to make her, you know, bully her that she had to stay that could be your first clue that this might not be the right company. You guys have all been there. There are times when it does make sense and you want to hear your company say, "Do you want to get out? Do you need to get out?" That's got to be music to your ear. And I think for all of you recruiters and all of you other, you know, counterparts of mine that are listening to it, hear that. There are times when we can say This facility sucks, okay? It's bad. They're not treating travelers right. I don't necessarily want a staff there because I'm going to lose my revenue stream of travelers who don't want to work with me because I'm representing these kind of companies and these kind of facilities, I should say. So we have a part to play in this as well as a company. And I'm just going to tell those of you on my side of the desk, listen to your traveler. If they are telling you they need to get out of there, you're going to lose that person if you don't support them. So my advice to you would be support them. And make sure that they understand that you're not there just to make money off of them. That there is more to your company, more to you as a recruiter. That goes along with supporting them. You're gonna find a lifelong veteran traveler who's gonna be very uh, a, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very loyal to you and very supportive of what you do if you give them that option. So guys again, it's you know, this is this is this is what we talk about on Travel Evolve. This is not always about everything's rosy and you want those go listen to somebody else's podcast because that's what you're going to hear how great things are how wonderful things are and everyone's making money everything's perfect in our industry you know what the industry wouldn't be the industry if things were that perfect it just isn't the way it is so as always i I can't thank melanie enough i hope to have her back on she was a great guest um very very bright very very smart traveler and, and has really figured out quite quickly uh how to how to really navigate a bad assignment so Guys, as always, I would appreciate If you guys haven't subscribed to our channel on YouTube, please do so. Um, If you haven't, if you would, and and again, you found your podcast platform of choice, whether it be iTunes or, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of all the different ones, Spotify. I know we do our things we used to do on Anchor, those those different podcasts. Subscribe to that too because we're going to be uh, releasing these episodes relatively randomly, but I've kind of shared with you about every six days is the idea. Uh, so hopefully you're going to see those episodes come up. I've got again so many wonderful topics that I've come up with. Let alone what the travelers themselves and what you guys have come up with too. And it's not always just going to be travelers. I've got some people that are not necessarily counterparts, but we will have some of those people on too. But mostly some people that are that are peripheral help with our industry, whether it be people from background screens, you you name it, credentialing type uh, applications. I got a lot of stuff planned. So I'm really hoping, again, my idea is this is not just another YouTube channel, not just another podcast. I want to be the greatest podcast and the greatest resource that you guys have as travelers. That's what I'm striving for. So I'm working hard on getting content out that I think is going to be valuable. And I think Melanie was an excellent choice uh, with her topic today of navigating a bad assignment. As always, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening to me. I can't thank you enough. You get me going every day, and I'm going to keep this stuff coming. And I can't wait to show you what's coming next. So as always, guys, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Travel Evolved.